0: You love to travel, it's apparently in your DNA, and you're desperate to travel now more than ever. But you also don't want to burn through all that money that you've saved hiding in your home for the last year and a half because of COVID. What do you do? Is there such a thing as being a cost-conscious LGBTQ traveler? You betcha. And that's what we're talking about today on Queer Money, episode number 274, as part of our year long Live Fabulously Not Fabulously Broke campaign. Today, we're sharing with you the five ways to get more out of your travel dollars and travel better and safer. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Now, on with the show.
1: There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money.
0: And now a quick word
1: from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with
0: one of the nation's best rates. Queer Money is being brought to you in part by the five building blocks of a happy gay life. Join the growing community of happy, healthy, and wealthy gay men who love their lives inside and out. Get your free copy of the five building blocks of a happy gay life at debtfreeguys.com forward slash happy. Husband? Yes. (laughs) How eager are you to travel? (laughs) How bad do you want to get away? (laughs)
1: I'm ready. I'm ready to start traveling again. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think we're all ready to get back to all sorts of normal um, hopefully that ends up being the case. Although uh, the Delta variant seems to be somewhat concerning, we're still optimistic that we're going to be able to travel. And in fact, have started to do some digging and researching about where we're going to go most specifically and most soonest for David's birthday. So more on that in the future. Hopefully that all pans out for us. But today we want to cover five of our favorite tips for cost-conscious, as well as safe-conscious travel. Um, so we're going to dive into those five tips right now. Tip number one is to use LGBTQ-friendly travel sites to plan your next destination. Um, I think very often the LGBT community gets very caught up in going to the same places all the time or doing the same cruises <laughs> over and over again. And, and that's fun. And for sure, you definitely like to you like that sense of familiarity and being able to maybe relive vacations of your In a fun way, but it's also sometimes exciting to go to new places. And and sometimes I think we can be a little bit averse to to trying new places out, especially if it hasn't been thoroughly vetted by the LGBT community. So Here are three ways that we like to research different options of where to go. The first is uh, an app that we heard from Chad Nash on an earlier podcast of Queer Money. Um, He told us about Rome de Rio. Rome de Rio maps the most efficient and cheapest routes to get you from point A to point B. So what Chad was actually doing at the time, he was being very nomadic for about two three years. And he wouldn't necessarily plan out his itinerary. He would end up in a destination, spend whatever duration he wanted to spend there. And then when he was getting bored or ready to leave for whatever reason, he would hop on Rome de Rio and say, okay, well, if I want to go from point A to point B, what's the cheapest way or quickest way to get there? And Rome de Rio would kind of give him that itinerary. Now, it's not always not always the quickest way I right. need, to, need to correct. Right. Not always the quickest way, but it, very often it is the cheapest way. So if you're open to being if you're flexible to being able to have multiple layovers or going a somewhat circuitous route to getting to point B, it can save you a lot of money. So for example, if, if you're in Brussels and you want to get to Cape Town, for whatever reason, Rome to Rio will be able to get you there and will provide the cheapest paths possible.
1: Yeah. I think the flexibility thing is an important thing to call out there because sometimes they're going to point out that uh, the travel dates that you may want typically want to travel on. A lot of folks want to leave on a Friday or a Saturday and come back on a Saturday or a Sunday. That may not be the cheapest way to do it. And so they're going to point out some cheaper ways to do it, which with flexibility in jobs these days, being able to work from remote locations, you may be able to Cut the cost of your trip a little bit by sticking around for an extra day or going traveling on a day you wouldn't normally travel and then working on a day that you would normally be actually on vacation. So it may be a way to get there in a more cost conscious way.
0: Our second favorite app is uh, Skyscanner. I I think this is becoming a much more popular app than what it was when we first discovered it. Skyscanner searches the sky for the cheapest flights to get you from one location to the next, um, which isn't novel in and of itself. But what is interesting is that it relies 100% totally and completely on algorithms to find the cheapest flights for you. So Skyscanner doesn't have any relationships with any kind of airline. So there's any of the suggestions that they provide you are completely and wholly unbiased. So you know that you're getting the cheapest recommendations possible. And then tip number three here, using LGBT friendly travel sites is to Use the LGBTQ travelers that are quite prolific in the industry, such as the Nomadic Boys and the Globetrotter Guys, both of whom are on our article at debtfreeguys.com titled 50 Plus Awesome Gay Blogs and More You Must See. They have tons and tons and tons of of experience and have a lot of information about traveling all over the world so if you're thinking about going to a destination you haven't gone to before definitely check out their sites because they probably have between the two of them they probably have been to wherever it is you want to go and you can find out all the ins and outs of traveling to that particular destination yeah we'll
1: also throw in if you listen to episode 264 you remember we interviewed brent and michael who have the website brent and michael are going places they are a gay couple who have been living a somewhat digital nomad life. Even during COVID, they were moving from one location to another, and uh, they have a lot of tips. And on their website, they go into some topics that deeper into some topics that most of the time you don't see on a lot of the LGBT, quote unquote, LGBT travel websites. Maybe some information that is more along the lines of how you can slow travel or travel for a longer period of time. They'll have that kind of information.
0: Exactly. Then if you want to hear, uh, get more tips on travel apps that you might want to consider, we encourage you to listen to Queer Money episode number 131, where we listed a whole bunch on that particular episode. And then one of the best ways to keep costs down when you travel is to use cash or or pay with the money that you already have and avoid high interest rate credit cards. Many of us come back with credit card hangovers and that's something you want to avoid. Yeah, exactly. Um, With that, we suggest opening up a savings account with Capital One. You can open that savings account online. It has one of the best savings rates available in the country and Capital One is there for the queer community 365 days a year as evidenced by the fact that they sponsor this very podcast that you're listening to today. Right.
1: Thank you again, Capital One. (laughs) All right, so number two on our list of things to keep in mind when you're trying to be cost conscious and travel conscious is to pack lightly, no matter how far or long you're going. This (laughs) is hard for some people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I well, you know, I think that there is this depiction in the media, especially entertainment, of folks when they travel taking three, four, five, six bags, right? And we all know that folks that are doing that kind of travel are the kinds of people who are packing their Louis Vuitton bags. They're not cost conscious, right? (laughs) They're the, they're the people who are blowing either money they have or don't have. Right. So that's not who we're being (laughs) right. Exactly. So if you want to cut down on costs, because airlines have shifted fees away from the flight into other things, such as luggage fees, you want to be careful and try to pack a little bit less and this is really the case if you're traveling internationally in the us we're accustomed to either not having any baggage fees on certain airlines or having flat fees and in europe In Australia and New Zealand, we experience this, that you oftentimes will get charged based on the size and the weight of your luggage. So the more you want to take with you, the more you're going to end up having to pay when you're traveling, especially when you're traveling abroad.
0: Yeah, we talked about this as well with Mike and Dave on Queer Money episode 264. I think not only does traveling lightly save you money, and this was a real struggle that I had, the first time that David and I traveled extensively was when we went for 30 days down in Australia and New Zealand and David told me that I could the most I could pack was a tiny little roller and we had a backpack each so we both had a tiny roller and tiny and a backpack each and he said that's all we could pack for the entire 30 days Then we were going there we were we were we, several destinations between Australia and New Zealand we were also going down there for Sydney Mardi Gras which is essentially the Sydney's pride and so we had a a lot to do. And we were going to be gone for a long while. And he wanted me to just have this tiny little bag. But we were actually able to do it. And in hindsight, it was hugely beneficial because we were easily able to hop off of planes, jump onto buses, go from buses to trains, and, and go in and out and deal with all, the, all the, the crowds and everything. And when I think there was a hiccup that we had um, going from Australia to New Zealand, we couldn't store our flight. We couldn't check our bags. So we had to actually carry them with us. And it was it was just much easier to have the lighter load. So not only did it save us money, it actually just made our lives a lot easier. And then we sort of replicated this a little bit when we spent uh, a year or so ago, uh, three months in Sicha, Spain, because we were for the most part going to be sedentary or, or in one location for those three months. Uh, he allowed me to have a medium-sized suitcase. <laughs> he allowed. <laughs>
1: well, that's also because we had to pack our podcast equipment well, right, in, yeah. in, in one of those bags, right? So half of one of those bags is really for our podcasting equipment and all of our equipment because we, we were not on vacation when we spent three months in Spain. We were actually working Right. Most of the time. But
0: Just, I think for a lot of folks, they probably would have packed like one bag a month, you know, for one bag for each month that you were gone. And it was actually a lot easier and it, and it saves us money in the long run. So that was great. Yeah. Thank you, David. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tip number three here is to consider going off of the beaten path. Again, as we said in the outset, very often we, we migrate to the same places over and over again as a community and as individuals, but there are a ton, if you do your research, there are are a ton of LGBTQ friendly places to go that many people don't don't consider. One that comes to mind is, is Costa Rica. Costa Rica is a Central American country with coasts on both the Caribbean and the Pacific Ocean. It's known for being very friendly to the LGBTQ traveler with its heart and soul, as David knows very well, in Manuel Antonio. Um, And it's got beautiful volcano parks, rivers, and waterfalls. And there's just a ton of uh, hiking, playing, and exploring, uh, not to mention some great food as well as great beach time.
1: Yeah. My ex and I really loved uh, spending time in Costa Rica. We went there three times over a three-year period. And uh, really, it was more of on the adventure side of vacation less on the quote-unquote LGBT or the gay lifestyle kind of vacation although the nice thing is, is as you mentioned Manuel Antonio as well as the capital San Jose have really strong well especially San Jose today has a really strong LGBT population and it's very welcoming to LGBT folks and also quite welcoming to Americans which is not always the case.
0: Another <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Another Another place to consider is Latvia. We heard this from a a friend of ours. Latvia is on the Baltic Sea and borders Estonia and Lithuania. It prides itself in green tourism. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, maybe consider Latvia. And it hosts many natural and man-made wonders that, that, that you'll be impressed with seeing. It's warmed up to the LGBTQ travelers uh, in 1992 uh, since they broke from the Soviet Union, um, but things have only evolved and gotten better. And same-sex marriage isn't legal yet, but the country does prohibit discrimination against queer people. And we talked about... with. Mike and Brent, when they were on the podcast, episode 264, we talked about the aversion that many LGBTQ people have going to uh, locations, countries and cities that don't seem to be completely out and out, open and LGBTQ friendly. Um, They've gone to some places that I think many of us would think would be questionable. And you can check out their website at Mike and Brent are going places to see what some of those locations are. But they found that for the most part, they've been relatively accepted wherever they've gone, even when they've gotten into discussions with people who they know, quote unquote, disagree with their lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Uh I think that this is a a really important point to remember that most of us who live in the Western industrial nations, we have a level of privilege that folks living in these countries don't necessarily have. And and I know that Mike and Brent talked about this, but traveling as an American, as a Canadian, as a Brit to some of these countries, the level of respect that foreigners are going to, or the inhabitants of that country are more likely to provide to you as a human is very different than what they would provide to their country mates, right? And so oftentimes you're going to, I don't want to say get away with, what I'm going to say is that you're going to probably be less likely to be a target of Attacks because the international press that would come with that, or the possibly the international incident that may come with that, a lot of folks want to stay away from something like that. So there is some privilege when traveling in some of these other countries.
0: Exactly, but that doesn't mean be stupid. Exactly, <laughs> you definitely want to travel smart and be aware of your surroundings. The third and final recommendation we'll make here with this third bullet point is Belize. Uh, Belize is a country that we visited ourselves a couple of years ago, and we were quite surprised by. Belize is a, a S- Central American country on the Caribbean ocean it's got amazing marine and coral life especially where we traveled particularly in san pedro it has what has one of the best snorkeling and scuba diving in the world we were able to swim with sharks I can't even believe I'm able to say that,, yeah. um, but we were able to swim the sharks, <laughs> <laughs> and they have got tons of little islands that you can go and visit, travel to and and boat to that they called ks and uh, the food was amazing. The people were amazing. We just had a wonderful time, and uh, we look forward to going back again someday,
1: yeah, the exact weekend that we went there, although we went with the uh, friends of ours who are a straight couple we had also been asked by a gaggle of gays in Denver to go at the same time. So Belize is becoming a little bit more of a destination for LGBTQ folks, especially, I think, when folks want to focus a little bit more on the relaxing side or the adventure side and away from the partying side of going on vacation, which I think brings up the fourth point here, when you're trying to be cost-conscious and you're trying to be safe, one of the ways to do that is to stay with the gays. Go (laughs) with your gaggle of friends, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean that all the people you're going with are queer, but if you go with a larger group, you're going to be able to take advantage of some opportunities. For example, staying in a larger facility such as an Airbnb or VRBO. VRBO just did a huge pride campaign. So they are, are aware of how much LGBT folks like to travel. Uh, so it was nice to see that they are they are also participating in um, supporting the LGBT community. And then also Airbnb. We all know Airbnb participates in a lot of Pride events throughout the year, specifically in smaller locations. But you can find more about Airbnb at our link at DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash 274. But then again, there's Mr. B&B. Now, although John and I have had some ups and downs using Mr. and I think our, our difficulty was we were trying to plan travel in New York for Pride using Mr. B&B. And they just, we kind of struggled with that. I think that they have a lot of great Tools to use on Mr. BNB that allow you to find neighborhoods where there may be a higher concentration of LGBT establishments or more likely to be where LGBT folks congregate, which can be good for safety as well as just bumping into the kind of people you really want to bump into.
0: We'll leave it at that. We'll leave the what kind of bumping is going on. And you there. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly.
0: And then there's also a uh, few people know about this, but there's EBAB, E-B-A-B dot com, which stands for Enjoy Bed and Breakfast. And EBAB was one of the very first gay travel sites. It was originally founded in 1996 uh, when queer rights weren't what they are today. And EBAB was founded on the principle that everyone has the right to travel freely and without discrimination. So you can go and stayed at an LGBTQ friendly bed and breakfast and how awesome would that be? Yeah.
1: One of the things I really like about the last two, Mr. B and EBAB is that a lot of times when you're traveling to places that you're not familiar with and a lot of LGBT folks don't necessarily go to, it's hard to source information until you get there, right? But if you're staying through Mr. B&B or staying through EBAB, you're more likely to find that you're gonna have a host or be in a neighborhood where you're going to be able to find that kind of information that makes your trip more enjoyable as a queer person.
0: Exactly. And then uh, our final tip, tip number five is to stay safe. To reiterate what we said earlier, don't be stupid. No matter how LGBTQ friendly the destination is that you're going to, you always want to be smart. You want to be aware of your surroundings. You want to make sure you're around people that know and love and support you. So you want to do your homework before, especially going to some of these uh, off the beaten path locations, maybe visit the US State Department's page on LGBTQ travel. There's a lot of information that's constantly updated there. There's also a website called Equaldex. E-Q-U-A-L-D-E-X And that shares LGBTQ rights and news from all around the world. So anytime there's uh, something positive or negative going on as it affects LGBTQ rights, it'll be updated there. And then there's also 76crimes.com, which reports on LGBTQ news from the 76 plus countries in the world where homosexuality is still illegal. And I know that you're saying, why would I ever travel someplace where it's illegal? But as we've said in the outset, we know several people who are going off the beaten path, traveling to destinations that many people would think would not be wise or or, or fun or smart, but they've actually had some great experiences there. So if that's something that you're looking to do, you want to be a little bit adventurous, check out 76crimes.com.
1: If you're worried about travel, especially when it comes to safety, go back and listen to episode 254 where we interviewed Bobby Lee about whether or not travel insurance is worth it and the types of travel insurance. He really adjusted the way we think about travel insurance because a lot of what you are typically sold as travel insurance really isn't insurance. So you may want to go back and check that episode out.
0: And that episode with Bobby Lee was also part of our year long Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke campaign. So take a listen to that and the other episodes that we recommended throughout this particular episode and follow those five tips, and you're bound to have some great travel. Now, stick around for the takeaway.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around.
0: Join our movement to build a community of happier, healthier, and wealthier gay men by getting your free copy of the five building blocks of a happy gay life at debtfreeguys.com forward slash happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. Look, we get it. It's easier and funner to hop online and book your hotels and flights with a click of a few buttons, regardless of cost or consequence. But you also don't want to return from vacation with a credit card hangover. So be smart and strategic when booking your cost-conscious LGBTQ travel and follow some of the five tips that we share today. Then join us next week for episode 275 of the Queer Money Podcast when we discuss seven ways to fight inflation, a hot topic today. Again, we make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group. We may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thank you and have a great week.